Hi and welcome to episode 157 of the LDS study session with me, your host, Matthew Roberts. Today we're going to continue with our Come Follow Me study, looking today at uh, Philemon. Uh, particularly, we are looking in the section of October 28th to November 3rd, which covers First Tim and Second Timothy, Titus and Philemon. Um, and yeah, uh, we're looking at the section uh, which is called Followers of Christ Forgive One Another. And I've actually linked that with who was Philemon as well, because actually, when you look at who Philemon was and what the uh, the epistle to Philemon teaches, there isn't very much. Um, it's quite fascinating, actually, to, to have a look at that and then consider why it's been included, uh, I guess, in the scriptures. Now, uh, if you've been studying and if you've been looking at the materials, you'll know that Philemon uh, was a Christian. He was a, a member of of the church Uh, he was actually converted by paul and we know that from philemon chapter one um and then uh, sorry well chapter one in verse one of the of the whole book uh and he owned a slave called now i'm going to say it this way and i'm going to stick with it uh one one simus uh who ran away and joined paul and then he was sent back by paul to uh philemon with a letter uh to basically um, ask Philemon that he forgive um, the uh, Onesimus for basically stealing from him and, and running away. Now, what's interesting, when you look at the actual um, Pauline epistle section in the Bible Dictionary, you kind of have the, the fourth group, which is these pastoral epistles that we've been dealing with for the past five days or so, or four or five days, uh, which is Titus and First and Second Timothy, Philemon, even though it's not written, even though it's the one of the only other epistle written to one particular individual, uh, it is not considered one of these pastoral epistles, because it's not writing to a leader of the church, uh, explaining or clarifying or setting out processes or policies, or you know giving them, and 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 also giving them support and encouragement in leading the church. This is actually a letter to another type of individual, just a member of the church who uh, Paul wanted to write to and give some um, principle or teach a principle to in regards to his own life. Um, And so, interestingly, this is actually not part of the fourth group because it's not dealing with issues of the church. It's actually in the third group because... um, the, with, along with Philippians, Colossians, Ephesians, and Hebrews, it was written by Paul almost uh, pretty much in captivity. And we know that he's in captivity as he mentions it uh, in, in, a, in a verse within this letter. We know that from verse 9, uh, which he says that he is a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Now, I, we presume, obviously, that we're not talking about the fact that Christ is captive. Cap- brought into captivity but we know that he has been brought into captivity because of his faith and his belief in christ uh, and that's what he's referring to there so yeah uh, this this epistle is a private letter uh, to once to this um philemon about onesomeness uh, so that he would be he would forgive him and receive him back not just forgive him and receive him back but forgive him and receive him back as a fellow christian which i think is also uh, a you know a pretty would be a pretty difficult thing, I imagine, for this Philemon, which is why I imagine Paul felt it necessary to write this specific epistle to this um, fellow brother so that he could, obviously, the spirit in which this is written is not telling off, it's not a, 
you know, you've, you've caused this person to want to run away. He's literally saying, you know, I know that this person has done you wrong. I know that he has made mis a big mistake with you, but I'm sending him back with my love and with his love. And w I would ask you that you would please receive him back as a, as a fellow, fellow worshiper of Christ, as a brother rather than a servant. Um, in verse 16, it says, not now as a servant, but above a servant, a, br a brother, beloved, specifically to me, but how much more unto thee, both in the flesh and in the Lord. Um, and then in verse 17, if thou count me therefore a partner, receive him as myself. So he's almost kind of, in a, in a sense, standing in a, in a mediating position as we, as we see the Saviour. Uh, which I think is quite interesting, that Paul is saying, look, I know he's done wrong. I'll pay whatever he's done wrong for you if you receive him back greater than he was before. Uh, and, you know, you, you definitely see that parallel, which I think is a fascinating uh, thing that could be looked into. But uh, let's just focus on what we're looking at today. It's the fact that Paul, that Paul is asking his brother, Philemon, to forgive. Uh, now, I don't think that Paul ever imagined that this... Um, this letter would end up in the in a bible of writings particularly as it's just it's, it's a one-way communication between him and philemon and it, we, we don't know philemon may have written back and there may have been further epistles uh, but we know that this is what we have here and it's here because it teaches a valuable principle of forgiveness uh, we see that this is quite something that we can draw from uh, we know that in in other scriptures uh, it teaches about the principle of forgiveness um and about how important it is. For example, in Mosiah chapter 26, verses 30 to 31, we read, Yea, and often as my people repent, I'll forgive them their trespasses against me. And ye shall also forgive one another your trespasses, for verily I say unto you, he that forgiveth not his neighbor's trespasses when he says that he repents, the same hath brought himself under condemnation. Uh, we know that um, throughout the scriptures, it talks about forgiving others being really the condition of our forgiveness we remember the uh, the parable of that, that the savior taught of the servant that owed a master a hundred coins or a hundred pence and then he went to another servant and he was asked for he asked for forgiveness and he was forgiven and then he went to a fellow servant who owed him infinitely more sorry i've just <laughs> i've swapped them around uh, the servant that owed the master an infinite amount of money like a huge amount that could never be paid off the master forgave it him then he went to find another servant who owed himself a hundred pence and demanded that back and then sent it to prison when he couldn't and therefore the master brought the original debt that he that he had owed the master and said right well if you don't forgive him then i want you to pay this and you'll suffer the consequences uh, and it's a similar concept uh, marion d hanks uh, said this uh, in a 1973 uh, conference, quote, does it not seem a supreme impudence to ask and expect God to forgive when we do not forgive openly and in our hearts? The Lord affirms in the Book of Mormon that we, do, that we bring ourselves under condemnation if we do not forgive, but not only our eternal salvation, willingness to see to forgive wrongs committed against us, our joy and satisfaction in life and our true freedom depend on our doing so. When Christ bade us to turn the other cheek, walk the second mile, give our cloak to him who takes our coat, was it to be chiefly out of consideration for the bully, the brute, or the thief? Or was it to relieve the one aggrieved of the destructive, destructive burden that resentment and anger lay upon us? Close quote. Now, I absolutely love this quote because there's two very important things that are drawn out for me. He makes the distinct points between openly and in our hearts. I mean, sure, you can say, of course, that's fine to, to a person, 
that in your heart really still despise what they've done. And that's still, you know, something we need to repent of. But I love that second point that is it really for the benefit of the person that has done us wrong? Or is it more for the benefit of the person that is has been aggrieved so that they can remove that resentment and that anger, which is destructive. It's a destructive emotion if we keep it in our hearts and let it fester. So, yeah, fascinating. Um, you know, filament isn't a very large. Uh, and actually, when I was studying this, I don't know if you've noticed, like in pretty much every session, I'm able to share a quote from a general authority about the section that we're looking from. And that's because I use an app, an app called the, uh, the Citation Index. I haven't actually mentioned this really before, but I'd really do recommend it. Um, it's literally, if you just search LDS Citation Index, uh, it should come up. Uh, and it's basically an app, very large app, but it's a good app nonetheless, which takes every verse or every book, like scripture within the standard works, and it some people have very kindly and will, wonderfully gone through, and this has been a, a result of years and years of work, gone through every talk ever given since, I think, 1971 General Conference, and then, well, actually further back, to be fair, further back, although, you know, in the 1971 General Conferences, you seem to, you start to get more, and that's because of, obviously, uh, the LDS Gospel Library app uh, making it possible to do so a lot easier. Um, but it's basically looked at a number of addresses and talks throughout the history of the church, uh, from Journal of Discourses, entries, from General Conference talks, and it's linked it when they've made a reference to a scripture, it links it to that talk. When you look at Philemon, there's not a lot. There's um, the most kind of references you get from Philemon in this Gospel Citation Index is um, things such, well, in fact, um, there are four references to Philemon 1.9, and that's because that's the Prophet Joseph Smith just making a link to the fact that Paul was in prison. Um, you've got Philemon 1.7, um, where, again, it's the Prophet Joseph Smith, and he's just making a comment of the joy that he feels, um, you know, in, in the ministry, which, which Paul refers to having great joy and consolation. Uh, and then in, in Philemon 1, uh, verse 1, uh, it just talks about, again, the fact that Paul was a prisoner. So it's just really the fact that Paul was in prison that's made the reference to. So there's not a lot, but there's a really important principle here which we can learn from. I hope that you've, uh, you've learned something from this study, and uh, hopefully uh, you can share something about it, uh, or anything else that you've been studying at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter, uh, or email LDSStudySession at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time, and until we meet again.